Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Roll Route to the program where we're gather, we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday, J.C. Cole. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. J.C. Cole tuning in from, are you still in New Jersey? Undisclosed. Undisclosed location somewhere east of the Mississippi River. Correct. How's that? That's good. I, I think you ought to maybe swim that river. Uh, <laughs> right. I swam the Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go for you? Um, in my younger days, it was quite good. I'm not going in there now. <laughs> so you literally did swim the Delaware River when you were younger? Yes. Yes. Sometimes not by choice as the canoe sunk. <laughs> <laughs> How wide is it, Delaware River? I don't know how wide. I can't visualize it. It can get it can get pretty wide. Um, my goodness, I think the the, the widest parts down towards Philadelphia, um, maybe a quarter of a mile. And uh, but uh, I think one of the skinniest parts is in Narrowsburg, New York, which is why it's called Narrowsburg. It's quite. Uh, narrow and quite dangerous at that location because it's extreme. Oh, a little it's rapid. Extreme. No, no, no rapids at all. Um, at Narrowsburg, it's um, it has very tricky currents mm. there, and you can you can capsize if you go down in Narrowsburg. You might as well forget about your boat. Anyway, are those your spring chickens we hear? Those, those are not necessarily the spring chickens. They're a little bit sprung. Um, they, they, <laughs> they're, they're, they're old birds. <laughs> That's funny. Well, we're not actually to spring yet, so you can't have spring chickens in February. Correct. Correct. So, so we look at food. Uh, producers and food consumers, and you know, one of the big news I don't, you know, is is this one. Um, there was a trucker, I think from Chicago, who got very upset at the Trump verdict, which I could mm. understand, um, but decided that they were going to boycott New York City. And you got to think about that for a second. Okay, he can be rightfully mad at the judge. But uh, turning off the food supply, what, uh, a couple of things there. One, it looked like it was very simple to turn off the food supply. Just simply tell the truckers, stop delivering, and New York no longer has food. What are they going to do? And two, eight million people, most of them who are innocent, had nothing to do with the verdict. But this goes to show you how delicate that our system is that one guy can get upset and and let's say rally the troops to turn off the food supply to a population center what what's the population center doing in that position we have no food security in this country for our population centers and i'm afraid we're going to find it out in spades when the systems start to break when technology breaks when technology fails it's it, to me though it's bigger than the trump verdict it has very little to do with it in my opinion nothing 
but I'm harking back now three weeks ago with the Northeast Agribusiness and Feed Alliance when I was in Albany and every farmer I talked to, JC, every trucker. In fact, I did uh, an interview with the gentleman who's in the trucking business and nobody can see themselves in business within five years simply because of the New York environment, whether you're in New York City or upstate. I mean, they're literally starving their people out if something doesn't change. Yes, and, and we, we have to take a step back. And again, and remember, I, I said, get a very big whiteboard and uh, start putting up all this stuff and start connecting the dots. Right. Uh, you know, because we see that much of the Western governments are destroying their own civilization, right? I mean, the, the, the Dutch government is shutting down Dutch farming. You you probably haven't heard about this because I just got it from somebody in Rome last night. Yesterday, the entire EU voted that all EU countries would reduce. They were going to pick and reduce 20% of all food production in each EU country. This is flying in the face of the farmers who were driving tractors in every one of these countries and protesting and saying, you can't limit us. And they just gave them the bird, pun intended, and said, you're going to succumb to our will and you're going to reduce your food production by 20% in and, all EU countries. And and do you think that they will actually stop there? What government? No, absolutely not. Stops taxing. Well, we're just going to start the tax at 1%. Yeah, got it. Right. And uh, I don't know if everybody um, can remember Carter's time, but uh, income tax is up to 70%, right? And uh, so, I mean, it, it's just amazing. Who are these people? Um, here's another one. The EU is considering banning repairs on internal combustion engine vehicles that are more than 15 years old. Mm. <laughs> The government's going to tell me whether my car runs good or not, right? That they're going to say, I can't repair my, my, my car. You know, we've been there with the whole farm right to repair situation. But I wondered when this day would come because, you know, my pickups, I have a 2018 gas pickup that I drive a lot now. But prior to that, and the pickup I used to pull a trailer is all before 2004, yeah, I wondered when they were going to reach out and say, and I saw, I've seen yours too, when they're going to reach out and say, you can't drive these old vehicles. Yeah, mine is a 2002. We, um, um, it's the Ford with the uh, 7.3 liter diesel engine, which will get something like maybe 600,000 miles on it. Case in point, mine blew up at 585,000, my previous one. You should have taken better care. Get to six, <laughs> 600. About, I actually considered repairing it because it was only the crankshaft. Crankcase blew off the end of the, of the crankcase. We, we have a 97, a Ford um, F350 97. I have one too. Um, which has 190,000 miles on it. It's oh, just that, it. Mine's got right. a 380. Yeah, and, and, and so what a great engine. Okay, all right, it's not good on gas mileage. Yes, that's true, but it pulls whatever you want. Absolutely. Right? And and they're going to say, well, you can't repair these? Who 
who are these people? I now, I'm believing we need to have a DNA test on every politician, a DNA test. You know, let's, let's um, 23 and me, I wanna see who you really are, right? Because I'm beginning to wonder who are these people, right? And of course, if you remember that that one girl who did a test and found that uh, that basically every president, with the except, exception of Van Buren, were related. What's the odds of that? I did not know that, and I've always been a Martin Van Buren fan. And ironically, I had to learn about Martin Van Buren on my own. Never, nobody, and nobody ever taught me about Martin Van Buren through school and history and anything. He must have snuck in. <laughs> You know his story, right? I mean, he grew up, he was the first U.S. born president. Previously, they were all born in the U.K. or Great Britain. And Martin Van Buren's dad was a, a shopkeeper, tavern owner. And he was a kid growing up in these taverns when they were hammering out the Constitution. And he heard these guys hammering out the Constitution. <clears throat> he was the best constitutional president we've ever had. Consequently, guess what? He was a one-term president. They got rid of him quick. Yeah, and so I think this is a big, long story, and we're about to uh, find a lot of it out, <clears throat> and um, and it's not going to be pleasant. It is definitely not being pleasant. The the maniacs in 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 Europe, right? Um, was it uh, uh, right now the uh, NATO? Right. This is one of the big things. NATO debates over direct military intervention in Ukraine showing its desperation. So why is it that we're looking at a possible nuclear holocaust over a country we didn't care about and nobody knew about? Right? Mm -hmm. And and you have to start to answer. So now you got M M Macron. Now I want to get to this point. Macron, first okay. of all. You're going to get to the point of Macron when we come back with more roll route because right now I have to talk about DNA on something else and that would be beef cattle. And the reason we do the DNA testing on these beef cattle is to ensure that the Piedmontese breed, Piedmontese breed definitely has two copies of the myostatin gene. What we need to make sure of is that the calves you produce as Great Plains cattlemen are sired by Piedmontese bulls. Once we verify that, we know that the tender beef is coming your way. That's because the Piedmontese bulls sire the most tender beef, the smallest, most tender fibers you can find in muscle production. And you, the consumer, reap the rewards. You don't need to go to the store. We deliver the tender beef to your door. You can order and get details at cpbeef.com. More Roll Out with J.C. Cole after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. All right, I interrupted you. Now you want to talk about Macron. Okay, so the first thing is we got to start looking at some of these um, politicians. Because this guy, this guy is quite weird. He's been, his wife, if you want to call that one, is 30 years older and, and, uh, and uh, picked him out of uh, school at 16. Okay, that's quite strange. I don't know if you call that normal or not. It's the same thing. I do thing. not, in no way, shape, or form. With our, um, with our, uh, uh, um, what's his, um, uh, the admiral who uh, who's in charge of, of uh, all health for the United States, who's the um, 
Did anybody give a psychological report on this guy? He's a transvestite, and and he's the it was Surgeon General, right? It's like uh, wearing a wig and, and high heels at the age of like fifty. What's wrong with people? I, I can right? do a psychological profile pretty quickly. All right, let's move on though. <laughs> right. So anyway, Macron, Macron came out and said Russia will attack ten more countries. Right. By the way, that's my donkey. I didn't. Yeah, that I, I didn't detect what that was. That bray didn't hit me right. That's my guard donkey. Yeah. <laughs> he's tough. He's tough as nails. You know, it's like you don't want to be a fox and go near in that that coop. Have you ever actually seen? Do you, has your donkey actually grabbed that fox by the back of neck and shaken it like they do? I I haven't seen him get a fox. I saw him get a goat. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, you know, Macron says Russia will attack uh, ten more countries. Okay. So where's the evidence on this? Right. And the whole thing with uh, Ukraine was a setup. We've talked about that. The Ukraine, you know, Gloria uh, Nuland, right, started a, a revolution. They put in a right-wing uh, Ukrainian president, right, and they started to ethnically cleanse Russians who live in Ukraine. So Putin had to respond, right? They did the same in Georgia, right? And so, so this has been a setup, and they're lying through their teeth, right? There's no evidence, and I've seen that Russia will attack 10 more countries, unless Russia's attacked. And they're telling you, if you attack Russian territory, they're going to nuke New York off the map and London. And you start to wonder, maybe maybe that's beneficial. Yeah, I mean, you, you really have to start to wonder, maybe getting rid of these bankers finally, these parasites that have been sucking humanity dry for the last couple of hundred years, maybe that's beneficial. Maybe that's one of the lessons we have to learn, cut out the cancer. Right. So anyway, but this is what I wanted to, to, to read. And it's, it's a little bit long, but it's by Herman Goering. If anybody knows who Herman Goering was, he was the head of the Wolf. The, the Nazi? The Nazi, yes. Okay. Right. right. And then, and then and, 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 uh, he, it, he had written a book on it. Why, of course, the people don't want war. Why should some poor slob on a farm want to risk his life in, the, in a war when the best he can get out of it is to come home back to his farm in one piece. Naturally, the common people don't want war, neither in Russia, nor in England, nor for that matter in Germany. That is understood. But after all, it is the leaders of the countries who determined the policy. And it always it's always a simple matter to drag the people along whether it is a democracy, a fascist dictatorship, or a parliament, or a communist dictatorship. Voice or no, no voice, the people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That is easy. All you have to do is tell them that they're being attacked and denounce the peacemakers for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same in any country. Herman Goering. Okay, so what's Macron doing? Macron's claiming that danger, 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 Will Robinson. Russia will attack 10 more countries. Russia, why? They have all they, they need. Russians aren't the Soviets. The Soviets were the Zionists. 
everything links back to Marx, right? Marx was a Zionist. He's mm -hmm. also it's Jewish. What a, what, a, what a coincidence. Same with Lenin. Same with Trotsky. Same, same with Dzinsky, right? Same with, with um, Zelensky. Same. Actually, same with Hitler. Same with Hitler. Hitler's what? mother was a Jew. Yeah. And and you start to look at all this. It's like, oh, wait, 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 wait a second. You aren't being anti-Semitic, are you? No, we're putting out, uh, putting out, uh, showing the truth. We're being anti-Nazi. Yeah, the, the truth is that there's an evil faction that's taken over the Holy Land. That that's the truth. That is the truth. If you look at it, right? Israel was formed by the Rothschilds. Read the Balfour Agreement, the document. So I've been going to ask you about this. What's your take on the death of Jacob Rothschild this week? Will we know, will that mean anything? Yeah, boy, that's a biggie. Because, um, you, you, you know, we just don't know about enough about um, humanity at this point. But my guess is, if he really did die, which I would guess he did, that there's going to be a restructuring of the power base of the Rothschild uh, dynasty. The same mm -hmm. with the Rothschilds, by the way. And it's very interesting to look in the last, what, five years, who, who's died? Well, the Queen of England, David Rockefeller, now Rothschild, um, um, was it um, Zygmunt Brzezinski, um, Henry Kissinger, finally kicked the can right you know these these are all the zionists yeah they're all like 90 years old too 100 <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah yeah um i really i i got a lot of books i want to read but the book that you just read from of gore of goring yeah i i definitely would seek that out and read that i think there would be a lot of insight in that book for what's happening today because clearly the passage that you shared is spot on yeah they, they 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 create a boogeyman right and it's constantly said they create a boogeyman and then they get you to to uh, fear losing everything that you have and then you, they drag you off to war and of course you're the one thrown into war they're going to try and create a, a a draft and guess who's going to go your kids and and look what look what they're doing in in uh, ukraine even worse but it's estimated 500,000 Ukrainians are, have been killed in the war, and they're now going to, they're now going to uh, uh, bring in a draft to bring in the women. The women. Did, did, JC, did you see the pictures? I saw quite a few. Uh, some train that was from the Ukraine sitting on the Poland border, and they were blaming sabotage and grain just spilled everywhere from this train. Did you see that? I didn't see the uh, the pictures, but I heard what happened is that many of the um, other European countries are upset at the dumping of, of Ukrainian grain in their in their own market. So I have. Well, you're talking about. Oh, so right, right. So there, the, the issue what you just raised is that the the European countries are saying that they're dumping, like putting surplus amounts of grain into there. And so there was a retaliation and the retaliation was that there was a grain, a train full of grain. That's almost hard to say waiting for it to rain. But anyway, a train full of grain sitting on the border that 
they just came in and sabotaged and the grain is everywhere. The problem is, and I have no way of knowing if the pictures are actually accurate of what was there or somebody found a stock picture, but the pictures that I saw with grain everywhere had the side of a train car down like they're going to roll a car or livestock up into that train car. That's not the kind of train car you haul grain in. Yeah. I, I would, um, I, I mean, there's no doubt we're in the middle of a very big, um, uh, how would you say it? Um, um, uh, psychological warfare. Psychological warfare. Thank you. Yes. And, and, uh, and that's one of the challenges is you gotta, you gotta shift through an awful lot of information while you're still doing your daily job of keeping things on the, you know, keeping the hamster wheel running, you yeah, know, to keeping the roosters attracted to the hens so that you can have oh. new chicks. Nature does fine on that one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> only in the animal population, right? <laughs> the human population's kind of lost anyway, its way. You're doing it red heels and, and, and a fake wig. You know, <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go to a break we can't comment on that thing anymore all right simpson farm enterprises is working at making sure you have access to the best technology the best service when it comes to pest control in this case we're talking about pests being bugs or weeds or possibly fertilizer application guess what plants still need food Amazing thing about that. Mm -hmm. Simpson Farm Enterprises does a fantastic job at getting you all of those things in a package with the Apache Sprayers. More details about the Apache Sprayer innovation and technology and what Simpson can do for you, particularly in the lower half of the Great Plains. It's High Plains Apache in the north. Details at highplainsapache.com or simpsonfarm.com. Second half of Roll Route just ahead. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside JC Cole. So uh, I don't think I interrupted you this time. So no, no. take off. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at one of my favorite subjects. Um, when technology fails, right? You know, in that great book by Matt Stein, which I highly recommend people buy. Wow, you have the chance before technology fails, right? Tens of thousands of pharmacies across America unable to get prescriptions to patients after major cyber attack from a foreign nation, a boogeyman, um, a day after the cell phone service went down. Of course, mm -hmm. everybody's noticed large scale cellular phone outage hits AT&T. <laughs> We've been discussing that, having alternative communications. You know, in a there's two things that you really need. One is first aid, you know, uh, capabilities, and the other one is communications. Right. Oh, I have a very happy bird telling me spring is coming. Yeah. Let me well, turn that's another form of communication. Actually, it's very funny that that bird is communicating in the way God intended while we're talking about communicating with artificial means. But right. uh, I, was, I wasn't affected directly, although I had text messages that I had sent to people that they did not receive them until three days later. But I am told there were a large number of people totally freaking out, like, what could be happening? What's going on? I, how come I can't talk to so-and-so? Speaking of not being able to talk to so-and-so, JC, you're gone. I, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just, you went, you went all black. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I disappeared. 
Okay. I can no. I can hear you well though, so just charge on. So so then so what are we seeing uh, uh, theoretically or reportedly in the Red Sea is the Houthis in Yemen are cutting major internet cables. Well, that's when technology fails, you know, and uh, you know uh, it, we are just so open to having our systems collapse. Uh, uh, and remember, I told you, we're going to get those ancient diseases of, of, of our grandparents coming back. And, and it'll be a nightmare if we lose um, uh, supply to China. So a cruise ship would hit with cholera outbreak. You know, it's just like, and, and they got quarantined. Well, of course they're going to be quarantined. But, uh, but you know, a cholera outbreak. And then last week, uh, what, you had uh, the black, uh, somebody got uh, bubonic plague. You know, in like, Oregon. Uh, in Oregon. And all you have to do is just get one case of that to uh, the incredible um, uh, diverse and uh, rat population in New York City. And uh, then you're going to see some real things start to happen. Um, you know, and this where we are in life right now, everything's building to, to a, a, a Piedmont ready to, uh, ready to break. Um, you know, we had last week, we had three, three X class <laughs> solar flares fire off the sun. Fortunately, not serious enough to, to knock out our telecommunications, but, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a matter of time. Do we know they weren't tied to that shortage of uh, communications for a period of time? Well, there's argument over it, and I don't think we'll ever really come to it. Um, what, yeah. Did, the, did the, the, the knockout of communications, was it caused by the, by the X flares or not? I, 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 I think that's just a, a rabbit hole. We know that if we get an X flare of maybe 25 or certainly 40 on its rating, right? Um, our satellites are not going to be working <laughs> and most probably our grid won't be working. Um, and uh, so it won't matter. <laughs> it won't matter on telecommunication. Um, what will matter is your chickens and your roosters. Uh, <laughs> Everything comes back to an egg. I got to tell you. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. And so you even got Newt Gingrich coming out now. I, I, you know, whether you're a Republican or that's not the issue. He's, he was one of the smartest guys, I think, in, in, in uh, Congress. And he's, he's saying we've got to take nuclear war seriously. Right. You know, we've got to come up with a good defense. We've got to come up with a domestic survival system capable, capable of responding, you know, uh, with like hospital security, construction workers and things like this. And and uh, and we have to harden our, our system against a potential electromagnetic pulse. That's exactly what I've designed. It's the design of uh, American Heritage, a safe haven farm is you harden it as much as you can. And you have the, the, the skill set you need uh, to get through a collapse and rebuild. And I'm just amazed how many people just don't realize it. One glitch from the sun and it's all over.
do a refresher course on the farm because maybe there's somebody listening now that says, you know what, it is time to talk to JC about this farm that he's planning to put together so that we can produce energy and food. Well, here's the thing. If you had to, if you knew that the, the electric grid goes down for a long period of time, what would you design? Well, the first thing is you try to, to uh, EMP proof it as much as possible in case it was either from the sun or a nuclear attack. The second is you'd have a, a combination of skill sets, farmer, mechanic, machinist, um, uh, a doctor, um, um, a, a dentist and um, a veterinarian that are essential for rebuilding. Okay. And third is you store up resources so that you can get p through the period of chaos and then start to rebuild. Okay. That generally comes down to about a hundred people, including children, because to get those skill sets, you have to have somebody like a farmer and he comes with kids um, in general. And, and so, so he needs to come with kids actually that that's true because you, you it's part of the rebuilding and actually the, yeah. the whole the whole concept is to protect the children right? and, and uh and so you you just brought about a, a vision that i hadn't had not had so you know how we as 50 year olds we need to have a 20 year old handy to adapt and know how to use the technology that's given to us today yes in the world you're describing you better have a 50-year-old that knows how to tell the 20-year-old how to survive without the technology that they've enabled you with. That, that part is correct, and there's a bunch of ways to do it. Like One is a very uh, large library. Mine, mine's about 1,000 books uh, on pretty much everything possible right because because you're going to have to rebuild well first of all to get through a period of chaos with 100 people right you need two years of food stored well that's about five hundred thousand dollars right there plus you have to be able to produce food and you're going to neighbors and you're going to have to scramble as much as possible trying to get water to to work again if we lose the electric grid mm -hmm. and 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 so you're going to have to have machinery that gets expensive and so for somebody in New York City who's sitting ducks, who it's been proven, they almost had their food turned off by one angry trucker. <laughs> That's how simple it is to turn off New York City from food. And if you don't think our enemies know that, I mean, you just got to be just joking. 20% of the transformers in New York City are, are, are Chinese with back doors that can be turned off at any time. That's just the transformers. I think the CCP controls both, actually. I don't think there's a difference. No, no, they just control. The All right, power. I mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. All right. So, so what happens is you you realize that that you you we're creating a physical insurance policy if our systems break and we need food to live. And, and that's, that, that's exactly what it is. And of course, then it's healthy food and it also has medicine and, and, and dental because that those systems stop. And, and I got to experience the, you know, the, the collapse of the Soviet Union and those systems stopped. Right? You know, the, 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 this is experience. Um, Most of us can't even rationalize or visualize, comprehend. Right. What happens, but, and, and especially, you know, the Soviets were lucky because most of their food was produced within 30 miles of the population centers. Ours is not. 
Ours is produced about 2,000, 3,000 miles away, if it's even produced in this country. So if the system breaks, there's not going to be a lot of food. We got 330 million people with over 330 million guns. And if there's no food, this is going to get real ugly real quick. And, 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 and as our friend Robert David Steele said, he goes, nobody's responsible for creating food security in the country. Who's responsible for this? Well, you know, well, according to Abraham Lincoln in 1862, it was the agricultural community, which is why he created the United States Department of Agriculture. And suddenly the United States Department of Agriculture is more interested. And I'm not talking about just in this administration. I'm talking about in my lifetime, more interested in eliminating farmers than enabling farmers to continue to produce. It seems that uh, almost all of our organizations started uh, for good reasons and then got hijacked. Almost all of them. Do you know what Abraham Lincoln called the Department of Agriculture in 1862? No. <laughs> the People's Department. Yes. Right. Because and, without agriculture, there are no peoples. Right. Now, if you just take a look at what happened since the 1950s, okay, somebody offshored our manufacturing and um, the, the value of a, a country is based on its manufacturing capabilities, its natural resources, and, and its agriculture. Somebody offshored our, our manufacturing to China. Jeez, I wonder who that was, right? And then what happened to our natural resources? They get shut down for the spotted owl and a few other things. Now, uh, and, and then what happened with our agriculture? We had a huge amount of, of small farms and large farms and a nice balance. And it all got um, pretty much taken apart so that we no longer have a solid food grid, right? Okay, we'll, we'll pick it up with a solid food grid when we come back into the final segment. There's one nutritional component of that food grid. You can eat a lot of beets every day or you can take a nitric oxide supplement. That's what I choose to do. I like beets. I just can't eat enough beets to get the nitric oxide that I need. But Nathan Bryan takes the beets, recovers the nitric oxide, puts it in a tablet, and you reap the rewards. Nitric oxide is beneficial. No, it's not beneficial. It's essential for cardiovascular health, mental health, and overall function of your body. Details about all of the science at no2u.com, no, number two, letter u.com. Trent's your coupon code. You can get free shipping. NOTU.com. Last segment, roll route after this. Do you know what happened to your camera? No, I don't. Do you want to see if we reboot it or you just keep I, I don't. I mean, you, you sound great. I hate to screw up the sound because it sounds good. It's just like I'm here talking to um, a black hole. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside J.C. Cole, always bringing us information to prepare. Okay, I cut you off at the food grid. Yeah, so so why don't we uh, why don't we just jump on uh, to what happened this week in history of? Can I do something on what happened yesterday before we do what this week in history? Do you know well, about the Texas fire? Yeah, well, yesterday is history. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's a massive fire primarily in Hemp Hill County, Texas. Canadian Texas is the core, but uh, 340 
thousand acres last I knew <clears throat> has burned since Monday afternoon. We had a fire in Nebraska, which was pretty bad. Um, it made the sun disappear at my house for two hours on Monday when it was 75 degrees. We were six degrees this morning. But the reason I'm bringing this up in the, in the context of food grid and safety is it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of attention, JC, but there's a Pentax, a Pentex. You can go look this up <clears throat> in the path of this fire. It was evacuated last night. It is a nuclear weapons yeah. factory. It has not made a new nuclear weapon since 1991, but its main job today is dismantling nuclear weapons. And I don't even want to think about what could happen if that fire got in that facility. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. That would definitely be a nightmare. So thoughts and prayers to not only the families affected, but uh, Godspeed to the first responders, and we just can't say thank you enough to the EMTs and the volunteer firefighters who are the lifeblood of our communities, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. So February 27th, 1985, the farmers converge on Washington, D.C. to demand economic relief. So what was that? That's um, uh, 40 years ago. Oops. Yeah, I remember that. So we, we, we see that somebody's manipulating the system of food and putting pressures on the farmers, where it should be just the opposite. The farmers should be doing quite well because you need food for everything. With food, we can solve all problems. With Without it, we can solve none. So, so then, very interesting, February the 28th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy names Henry Kissinger as special advisor. Well, geez, that was, that's 40, that's 60 years ago. Kissinger has been around and he, he basically said, right, oil, you control nations, control food, you control the people. Is there, how obvious does it have to be to show that somebody's controlling our food? And now they're trying to control the food for the food. Yeah, they're now they're trying to wipe out animal protein and, and replace it with bug protein, saying that it's acceptable. It's not. But we've also got this whole movement of demonizing fertilizers for food and essential elements of plant growth, oh, like it's, CO2 and nitrates. It's it's across the board. Let's go to zero carbon. Well, excuse us, we're, we are carbon. Zero yeah. carbon means no humans. Correct. So here's another one, February 26, 1917, in the Russian, uh, um, in Russia, right? That during the, the, the revolution, um, Tsar Nicholas II, who was the last Tsar, orders the army to quell civil, um, civil unrest in Petrograd, uh, which would be St. Petersburg, um, um, and the army mutinies. Okay, the army's not going to fire on their own people. So what do we see our, our, our morons in Congress doing? Trying to fill our army with non-Americans, right? Dick Durbin, let's let illegal immigrants, put them in the army and they will fire on Americans. This is, this is not, this is just history being repeated. 
Okay. Isn't that why we learn history? So we know how to repeat it properly? No, that's probably why they control the, the schooling so that our students don't get history. February 20th. Yeah, to my point, let's just go ask a group of students today. I don't care if you want to go to college, high school, or or grade school. Who was Martin Van Buren? And do you think we would get 1% that would tell us he was a president, let alone what he was as president? Yeah, right. So, so, um, February 26th, 1919, the United States Congress establishes the Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona, which is great, which I believe in protecting certain parts of uh, uh, nature. I've been there. It's a beautiful place. But what what you didn't know is the story in the New York Times dated uh, June 19th, 1912, reported a massive gold deposit was found in the Grand Canyon soon after the federal government took control of the took control of the Grand Canyon. That's handy. Yeah. I would not recommend because my understanding is that it's guarded by the U.S. Marines. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of gold. Right. Um, what year What year was the Grand Canyon deemed a park? Uh, it was February 26, 1919. Oh. And and it looked like they uh, they found the gold in 1912 and took control of it. And that's one of the ways they wrap up natural resources. They just make it a national park or a national uh, reservation. And uh, therefore, you can't get into them. Uh, they did the same with, I think, uh, Prudhoe Bay up in the, uh, in uh, Alaska on oil. Conco um, uh, Mountain in Cal- uh, California, you know, where they found gold, they locked it up. Right. So... Here's, a, here's an important one that Americans need to understand. February 27th, 1933, Nazi Germany's parliament building, the Reichstag, is destroyed by fire. Well, it was blamed on the Dutch communist, uh, uh, Dutch communist uh, uh, guy, and they rallied all the Germans to blame it on the communists, and they outlawed the communist party. Right? And it turned out it was the Nazis. And then Hitler got in, uh, got control of, of uh, uh, basically the government using that. And then also got in the Enabling Act. And if you look at the Enabling Act, and if you look at the Patriot Act that we uh, was jammed down our throats after 9-11, you will see basically the same thing. Right? How to take rights away from the people so that they... they um, they're controlled. Of course, 9-11, well, actually, last week we discussed it. Um, was it um, the one guy from the CIA came out uh, and, and basically said it was it was done by the Bush cabal and uh, and Mossad. And, and uh, then we got the, we, you know, by coincidence, the Patriot Act just happened to be sitting on the on the shelf already written a few thousand pages of, of law got that shoved down our throats right it's the same thing that happened this is the nazis again right so so then uh, one one last interesting thing february 29 1964. uh before you go to february 24th 1964 for anybody that might be questioning bush's involvement in that 
you might just do a refresher course on what Prescott Bush, George W. Bush's grandfather, got hung up for. Yes. Prescott Bush was convicted by the United States government of, of funding the Nazis. Uh, the Nazis and had his assets taken away. Right. That's history. But that's not history that is taught, but that's history. Right. So um, February 29, 1964, 64. So that's, um, that's about uh, 60 years ago. LBJ reveals the U.S. has a secret developed plane, the Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird, which is a beautiful plane, right? Um, and, um, you know, long range, high speed, high altitude, right? Why, why, do, we, why do we say that, um, right? Well, one is that it was, it was secret and we had it. And, uh, of course, they didn't tell us, but then they told us. But that was... Um, that was built by Lockheed at Skunk Works by a guy named, uh, the guy in charge was Ben Rich, who was a brilliant um, engineer. But this is what Ben Rich had said later on. We already have the means to travel among the stars, but these technologies are locked up in black projects and it would take an act of God to ever get them out to benefit humanity. In other words, we have anti-gravity. It's the TR-3B. They released the patents on it. Actually, it's probably TR-6 by now. But uh, they released the patents on it. It's proven. We have anti-gravity. Why are we using oil for energy? And so, so this is part of what's going to be playing out in 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 this whole thing there's a fight for control of basically the globe and energy and mm. and end oil right and we're being lied to definitely by nato and and the european monarchies which don't want to give up their last thousand years of control they want to send us to war with world war three and we've got to avoid that. I buy all of that. That makes perfect sense to me on the path that I see taking place. We need uh, one minute. How do we avoid that? Well, I would say the best we can do is to prepare ourselves for a period of chaos. Um, and also spread the news. You know, we have anti-gravity, we have uh, uh, direct energy weapons, we have the ability to travel in space. You know, um, why, um, what does it take for the common people to have access to it? And uh, meanwhile, we have to, there, somebody is going after our food and our water supplies, trying to keep us in control. And, um, and this is what's gonna break out. This is, this is the big picture. And I'm proud to be the common people and proud to be here with you, J.C. Cole. We've successfully journeyed down the path connecting food producers to food consumers. For J.C., I'm Trent Lewis. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. 
And before I turn it loose, I want to remind you about Greg Hager and his country roots. The song he sings with his country roots will keep this nation in boots. And that's what we need. People producing things and only, uh, I'm not going to say only the people who wear boots. But I want to tell you what, when you see a segment of people that wear boots, the opportunity is pretty high. The odds are in your favor that they're producing something we need get back to Christianity, get back to our country roots. Greg Hager's songs will bring you there now. His heart and souls and everyone he writes and performs. GregHager.com <laughs> 